Orange County commissioners make a decision on Bird Island. Winter Garden proceeds with its alcohol-related moratorium. New countywide fertilizer rules are officially in effect. And an Ocoee resident that went missing 13 years ago reminds us of evil. The date is June 2nd, 2022. We're going to go through these stories and more. Welcome to West Orange on the Go. My name is Austin Arthur, and this is where we do local news and comment. And when I say local news, I mean hyper-local. West Orange, this is your news. We begin in 10 seconds. You're listening to West Orange on the Go. Brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go. After years of work and discussion, leaders of the town of Windermere are breathing a sigh of relief after the Orange County Commission on Tuesday, May 24th, made a decision on an ordinance restricting the use of waters near Bird Island. Although there were some speakers who spoke in opposition to the ordinance, those in favor of the changes cited concerns over alcohol consumption, swimmers near boats, and a reduced wildlife presence. Now, several deaths and accidents have occurred nearby, including a swimmer who got killed after coming into contact with a boat propeller and another injured when a jet ski collided with another boat. Police Chief David Ogden stated to the commissioners and to the Orange County mayor at the meeting, quote, I always get this stated to me. What are you going to do when somebody gets hurt or killed? Well, mayor, we're already here. It's already happened. End quote. And after hearing from both sides, the Orange County Commissioners approved the ordinance unanimously, and Bird Island will now have a vessel exclusion zone prohibiting the operation of vessels within such designated swim-only areas. And now on over to the city of Winter Garden, where the commission approved an ordinance that will temporarily limit new businesses from selling alcohol in the downtown area at its Thursday, May 26th meeting. Existing businesses will not be affected and the ordinance will allow for a possible extension or early termination of the moratorium. District 2 Commissioner Ron Mueller immediately expressed opposition to the ordinance. He said, quote, the more I think about this, the more I am opposed to this particular piece of legislation. This doesn't directly address the issue we have, and that is bars and restaurants that are currently in operation over serving their guests. End quote. Now, Commissioner Colin Sharman agreed that this issue needed to be addressed, but supported a two-prong approach, with the first prong being to pass this ordinance to allow staff to get ahead of the issue while placing the moratorium on new businesses from serving alcohol. The ordinance passed four to one with Mueller dissenting. And in other City of Winter Garden news, city commissioners approved a recommendation for construction of a temporary fire station while a permanent one is being built. Fleet and Facilities Division Manager Michael Keynes said the station is needed to provide fire rescue service to the southwest area of the city. Now, although discussion was held regarding a different possible location due to the unfortunate need for cutting down some trees on the plot of land, The city staff insisted they exhausted all other possible options and that the need to get these residents a quicker response time to emergencies was of the utmost importance. 
Now, approval was granted in a 4-1 decision with Mueller dissenting. And over to the town of Oakland, in their most recent town commissioner meeting, Steve Kuntz announced the town has received from Orange County the notice to proceed with its roundabout project on the west end of Oakland Avenue. Work is set to begin within two weeks, and it should be completed by January 2023. And this past Monday, West Orange residents honored our fallen with a trio of Memorial Day events. Now, our great trio, Andrea Mujica, Amy Questenberry, and Annabelle Sykes, well, they teamed up to each individually be present and cover these events. So in this week's paper, you can see all the beautiful images and learn a little bit more about what happened at these events. Beautiful showing in West Orange. And that reminds me to tell you about how to get your paper. You find the big red boxes all around town. It's totally free. You can also visit orangeobserver.com. And of course, if you're on the Facebook, we got a great very powerful Facebook page with over 12,000 West Orange residents on that page. So we encourage you to check that out as well. All right, so before we go into the final page here, uh, let me tell you a few more stories. Let me go through a couple more. We have the City of Winter Garden. They are hosting a series of meetings to update the community on its plans for East Winter Garden and to give residents a chance to share their ideas for the future. Now, this will take place starting tonight at 5.30 p.m. at the Winter Garden City Hall. Now, this is an important uh, goings-on in the community. East Winter Garden is our historically minority community and our historically under-resourced community. And there is a huge revitalization effort going on right now. Okay, let's go on to Orange County news. You know, we're bouncing around here, and uh, there's some more advocacy-related news. Orange County residents and businesses will have to adhere to new rules regarding the use of fertilizer on lawns and landscapes as of June 1st. Now, that was yesterday. All right, according to a press release, it said, quote, the rules passed unanimously by the Board of County Commissioners earlier this year as updates to the county's fertilizer management ordinance are an attempt to improve water quality and prevent algae blooms in local lakes, rivers, and springs. End quote. Residents are prohibited to apply fertilizer containing nitrogen, as stated on a key provision of the ordinance, and it also bans phosphorus year-round. Anytime government uh, takes action, you know, everybody says somebody needs to do something and people need to do something, and they do. And, and, and often when they do, it's, it's often they will place regulations that are ineffective and often a distraction on the real issues. So whenever I see, you know, ordinances like this come out, I don't automatically, you know, reject it or stand in opposition to it, but I automatically question. And I think it's important for us to always question with boldness the actions of our elected leaders. Okay? The ordinances, the rules they put into place, I think we need to question them. 
And that's exactly what I did with this one. I, you know, I wasn't too sure. It sounded pretty good to me because I know about the issues, particularly here in West Orange. We know about Lake Apopka, the historic issues with runoff from fertilizer. And, you know, so I, I, I contacted a friend of mine who is really immersed in this topic, very involved with the restoration of our great lake. He told me that this is a great ordinance and a great step in the right direction. So my, my first inclination to think that this was a good thing uh, was the correct one, and I'm happy to hear it. So kudos to Orange County for taking some good action on this topic. Although, as a people, we don't like to always be told what to do. Sometimes, within a civil society, we have to put laws into place, in this case, an ordinance into place, to help retain and preserve our heritage, and in this case, our lakes, our springs, our natural environment. So this is a good move, and I hope that we all create awareness of it so that it can be effective. Now, I have to tell you, this is my favorite West Orange school, public or private, not just because, yes, it is the school that my daughter attends, which I consider it to be a great blessing that she attends that school. You know, we're entering the summer months, and there's time to think about it. You have to decide whether or not where your child is, well, if it's where you want them to be. Remember, there are hours and hours that your child is with otherwise strangers inside of this classroom every week. So there's a lot of trust there. These are your children. I encourage you to check out Foundation Academy. I really am so lucky that I can give you my professional recommendation and my personal. Don't forget their statement, their mission statement, so critical. Foundation Academy, where character matters. And now we're going to dive into the final page here. And before I dive into the story, remember... As I have often reminded you, I do not speak for the West Orange Times and Observer. This is a subjective editorial style podcast where I do submit the news to you, but I also give my own comment, and my comments represent me. Okay. The last time anyone saw Tracy Ocasio, she was leaving a Metro West bar after an Orlando Magic game in 2009. Now, 13 years later, Tracy's disappearance remains an open case as the Coey Police Department detectives continue to look for evidence that might help bring closure to the woman's family and friends. The night of Tuesday, May 26, 2009, Tracy had left her home where she lived with her parents in Ocoee for a fun-filled night at one of her favorite local bars. The then 27-year-old was last seen leaving the bar with Ocoee resident, James Hathaway. Tracy's yellow Chevrolet later was found abandoned the morning of Wednesday, May 27th on Franklin Street in Ocoee. Ocoee Police Detective David Gray said James Hathaway, remains the only suspect. James Hathaway currently is serving a life sentence 
for attacking another woman, Rachel Clark, in 2008 in Seminole County. Ocoee police said, although the investigation leads may cause a case to go cold, no victim is ever forgotten. Now, I selected this as my final page, not because I want to read out loud all of this today on on this podcast. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to read it out loud. I, I've read the whole piece, and it's sickening. But it's necessary to highlight, and I encourage you to read it on your own. Because as a community, we must face evil. Face the reality that evil is real. That evil is active, not just in places that we learn about on TV, but it creeps into our hyper-local communities. Now, you need to read about this piece to remind yourself of that fact, and also because perhaps, after reading it, maybe there's some connection that you realize and you have some clue or knowledge that can bring this long-term grieving family some closure. This happened right here in Ocoee, in our West Orange community. There is a reason why in West Orange, Florida, violence is not rampant and seemingly omnipresent, as it appears to be in other parts of this country. If we do not continue to focus on our values and principles, continue to focus on what has made us successful and desirable for peace-loving people, values and principles that, yes, include justice. If we do not continue to focus on this, then we will cease to be great. We must let criminals know that their evil deeds will not be tolerated by our people. That there will be harsh ramifications and swift community actions. Sadly, there have been many national videos emerging of people committing horrible acts of violence and Standers by just, well, just doing that, standing by. One video in a subway with a woman being attacked. Seemed there two dozen people just standing there watching against one man abusing one woman. But we got the TikTok video. This cannot be us. This is not us. But West Orange, we must renew our commitment in our hearts and our minds that if you see something, say something. If you are with power to do something, then do something. We are a community. And I, for one, commit to 
serving my neighbor always. And yes, at all cost. We are a people. West Orange County, Florida. Let's remain a beacon of hope in a weary world. This has been Austin Arthur with the West Orange Times and Observer. And until next week, have a happy and blessed weekend. West Orange on the Go is brought to you by the West Orange Times and Observer. Hosted by Austin Arthur. West Orange on the Go.